Hello, and welcome to Cab Talks Tourism. This is another exciting episode, and we have Jenna Allison from the Fernbank Museum 3D Theater in Forest. I think it's so cool with you now have all your different assets for it instead of just the dinosaurs. So I love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you for having me. We're excited to be here today representing Fernbank and all the different assets we have. Um, my name is Jenna Allison. I'm 32 and I am the communications manager for Fernbank Museum. Um, that's overseeing social media, email, web communications, press. I mean, it's it's a wide variety of things. So it's a pretty busy, busy job. <laughs> I think we were talking before the show, you've been there 18 months? Yeah, just about a year and a half. Um, I started in March 2022 as their communications coordinator and got promoted two months later. (laughs) So it's been a quick track. I guess with coming through COVID, that's probably a great time to start. Yeah, yeah. um, They were just seeing the tail end of it. Obviously, COVID hit any kind of tourism industry at all. but they were they were getting through it and they were doing a really good job. But they've started we have started the museum to ramp up a lot of things, a lot of in person programs and whatnot in the last eighteen months or so. So it was a good time to come in and really help them hit the ground running. Well, kind of give us a broad based uh, action of what the museum is. So the museum is primarily um, permanent exhibits with a traveling exhibit that comes in approximately three month increments Um, but we also have a 3d theater where we show both 2d and 3d films not all of them are 3d but some of them are and then a 75 acre forest Um, about uh, the first little bit of that is preceded by wildwoods um, which is like a really interactive woodland structure it's an exhibit in itself where people can go and explore um, a path that leads them through the tall parts of the trees all the way through a nature playground for kids and a lot of really cool stuff at the beginning and then there's a lot of forest to explore after that um, no, nobody makes it through 75 acres but it is quite a lot of, ri- of room to walk around and just be outside in a, a forest in the middle of the city Now, correct me. I think I'm right. You have a lot of it is very handicap accessible boardwalks and bridges and all. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, The forest is unique in that way that we have Wildwood specifically is very handicap accessible. And we have um, bridges and boardwalks where you can use wheelchairs or whatnot to go up and down and in and out of it, which is a great experience, I think, for anybody who is handy capable looking to get outside. Tell us a little bit about your changing exhibits. So the special exhibits are really exciting. Um, we get them from different partners, other museums all throughout the world who have curated these special exhibits. Um, and we'll have them in, in three-ish month increments. Um, and they we try to change them three times a year. Uh, so far in my tenure, that has been the, the case. Um, currently, we have one called Survival of the Slowest. That is, it's an a deep dive into animals who may be slower or weaker and showcasing how they've used those traits to survive. So the star of that exhibit is a very enthusiastic sloth named Sash. She's a cutie. Um, But we've got turtles and snakes and just kind of all kinds of things. And that's the, that's the current one, but I mean, it rotates different to different um, subject matter every couple of months. So it's really cool. Now, what about the 2D and 3D theaters? What's showing right right now? Um, so we have two films right now. One is called Serengeti uh, Into the Wild and Journey into Serengeti Journey into the Wild, um, which is a deep dive into the wildebeest migration that happens. Um, and it's it was filmed during COVID, so it's a film that takes place with pretty much no tourism in it, which is very 
unique for that kind mm. of landscape. Um, people are always trying to journey to the plains. So it's it's cool to see the wildlife and their natural habitat without humans interfering. And just the way that it impacts the entire ecosystem. Um, that's a 2D film. And then we have Blue Whales, Return of the Giants, which is 3D. And that covers the blue whales journey back from near extinction. I mean, they were, they were almost completely gone. And so they became endangered, obviously. And then we have evolved and tried to make different changes so that the blue whale could thrive and regrow their population, which has been successful so far. So it's following that journey around. It's really, really cool. Now, taking you from the whales to your big iconic dinosaurs, mm -hmm. talk about that. Um, so the thing that will catch your eye the most when you go into Fernbank is definitely the the dinosaurs, um, the giants of the Mesozoic exhibit, mm -hmm. um, specifically the Giganotosaurus, which is the, it looks like a T-Rex, but it was actually bigger than a T-Rex. Um, I believe at the time we got it, it was the biggest cast of a Giganotosaurus skeleton in I want to say in the world. Um, I don't know if that's still the case, but it was when we got it. I know that. And it was, I mean, it's just insane. You're walking underneath these structures to see that, you know, the dinosaurs are several stories high and you would just be so tiny compared to them. And it's, it's breathtaking. Am I right? That, that replica is from Argentina. Is that correct? Um, we have an Argentinosaurus that might, I, I don't know if it originated in Argentina, but that might be why that's sticking out in your head. And that is the plant plant eater dinosaur that is also showcased. It's actually bigger than the Giganotosaurus, um, but that's also in the museum. There's two of them. It's almost depicting a chase scene in the Giants of the Mesozoic, okay. so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, the ones outside, what are they? Uh, so we outside, we have a dinosaur plaza. Um, you know, I don't know what those dinosaurs uh, are species-wise. I know that we um, enacted that to represent a dinosaur scene of three of them grazing so that when you come to Fernbank immediately, you are met with that image of mm -hmm. natural history, um, something that you would not get to see other places. And that, too, is a large sculpture that really catches your eye when you come by. So I know you have a lot of school groups. We do. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about maybe a day in the life of a school kid coming in yeah well i mean i'm sure you can remember going to museums and whatnot yeah. for for field trips and uh it's exciting we have a lot of school different types of school programs and do partnerships with uh places in atlanta that are underfunded schools and whatnot to try and bring them in and expose them to history and culture and just things that you can learn at a museum from all different perspectives. Um, so, you know, a kid will, my, my own child actually just went on a field trip to Fernbank, which is really funny, but, you know, they'll come in at 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and they'll spend their day at Fernbank. They'll walk among the dinosaurs. They'll go to the special exhibit, whatever it is. In this case, they'll go and see a bunch of live animals. Um, we have a indoor treehouse upstairs that is massive kids love to run in that area as i'm sure you can imagine um they'll go and explore the forest sometimes weather permitting but most of the time they can go and explore the forest and walk around and we also have uh in the great hall a lot of the time they'll come and bring lunches and sit down and eat right there and you know get back on the bus at 1 30 and head back to school and it's just a really cool experience very immersive in science at a young age which is something we're trying to achieve they're getting a video right now. Yeah, so that's nature stories right there, the outdoor um, playground that we were talking about. But, yeah, the the exhibits are really unique at Fernbank because a lot of them are immersive. Um, the Adventure Outpost is also a part of Wildwoods Outside. Um, we at Fernbank are trying to make immersive experiences, especially for younger viewers, so that they can 
grow that love of science at a young age in a way that is interesting. It's not just going in and looking at models of animals or what have you. And it's not just viewing stuff. A lot of the time there's a real digital aspect that's been added and just a lot of exploration that we really try to encourage among our visitors. So I think it makes it a little bit more fun for younger ages. Hopefully that's the goal. So, (laughs) but that's what you're seeing there with them running around. Let's dive in. So you're the communications and public relations manager. I am. So uh, what's your main thing that you do to promote the the museum? Um, So it's, I do a lot of the writing and editing. Um, I do all the press stuff and write the press releases. Um, I write all the emails and publish those. Um, And I'm also the social media manager. So I'm along with a team of very talented marketing people will come up with the different ideas and I'll usually be the one to pull the trigger or (laughs) on that or um, plan the reels or the posts and that kind of schedule and keep it going to make sure that our communications are accurate and up to date for anybody who's looking to come to the museum. So what do you find? What's your favorite social media concept to post? I have really integrated a um, inflatable dinosaur theme that we've been doing. Uh, It's all over our Instagram. It does really well. They're doing just all kinds of absurd things. Uh, These we have very talented individuals in our organization who are graciously willing to dress up as dinosaurs for me. Um, It's very helpful because I cannot be every dinosaur and a director. (laughs) And so me and my social media coordinator, we will do this and film. There you go. Oh yeah. All kinds of things. This is them running into a Tyrannosaurus exhibit because naturally the dinosaurs have to be excited to see it. We have them. Dressed up as a mermaid for a partnership with Little Mermaid. Um, I've had them skipping around the museum in celebration of St. Patrick's Day. We've done a day in the life. I mean, pretty much any and every opportunity I have to showcase these inflatable, lovable little dinosaurs we take. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's a fun. It's a fun place to work. Well, I know you've got great space because we've hosted a governor's conference dinner there. We've mm-hmm. had a travel writer experience in the Great Hall. We've had several different partnership meetings in your meeting facility and your upstairs, and I think you have a theater. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got great meeting space. That Thank do you, you rent that out to general public? Yeah, um, our special events team leads up that, and they're some really talented individuals. And we'll rent out meeting spaces for conferences, um, traveling career fields if somebody wants to host a banquet there we do it for birthday parties we do it for weddings lots of weddings in the great hall which are just gorgeous with a dinosaur backdrop people who've loved for and make their whole life come and do that a lot of the time um it's a lot of room a lot of room to rent out from the museum but our special events team is top tier i mean they really take everything and just kind of amplify it to the next level making it beautiful or making it really organized or just depending on whatever you need and they're always they're always there all the time <laughs> so power more hats off to them i guess i should say because they're really really great at what they do so do you have any uh new exhibit coming in that you want to talk about we do yeah so i i cannot officially say that we are having our wildwoods aglow exhibit back but that is that is the hopeful plan stay tuned on what's coming next um and wildwoods aglow is a immersive nighttime exhibit which is something that a lot of museums don't do um Mm. we are primarily daytime with the exception of firm bank after dark which is a adult nighttime experience that we'll do um for adults 21 over you can drink and walk around the museum which is really cool but wildwoods aglow is these large 
larger than life structures, really. It's giant mushrooms. I mean, it feels a little bit like entering Wonderland. And everything is lit up and it reacts in accordance with the way that these giant plants and mushrooms and poplar pods would react in nature. So you'll see these seed spores in real time, you know, flying all around you and whatnot. And so that's in theory, coming back in, in the in the coming months. Um, and then our next special traveling exhibit is Vikings Warriors of the Sea, which oh. is really exciting. It's coming from Denmark. Um, and it's just a showcase into the culture of the Viking warrior. Um, there's a life size. Well, there is a 21 foot replica of a Viking ship, um, nice. a replica of a gelling stone that is nine feet tall. I mean, it's a lot of and there's a lot of inter- immersive digital aspects, too, where you can interact with um, like a Norse board game and just playing with different things that have to do with that culture and society really opens your eyes up to what the Viking really was. So we're pretty excited about it. Man, I had a great question. Now I can't think of what it was. <laughs> um. So you say you guys have like live animals? We do. Yeah, we have a lot of live animals. Um, specifically right now, because of Survival of the Slowest, we are just overflowing with live animals, which is really cool. It's kind of an indoor zoo for the hot summer months. It's an alternate experience to going outside and seeing animals. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Um, and I was saying that's sloth and snakes. We have a really... Um, adorable iguana in that exhibit named Iggy who likes to pose for the camera and like <laughs> shake at you and he's just the, he's my favorite <laughs> um, but we also have live animal ambassadors they're always at Fern Bank um, there's snakes and uh, spiders there's a tarantula that's that's Sash the Sloth right there um, chewing on a pepper <laughs> but and we have a reptile day coming up we'll where guests um, on July 22nd we'll be able to see all of our animal ambassadors out there and greeting the public and then also head into survival of the slowest to see the ones inside. So a lot of live animals at Fern Bank right now. Now, what do you do for the, like the holiday Christmas season? So we try to make it so that our um, holiday exhibits remain like culturally ambiguous as best as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a um, winter wonderland exhibit, which is a lot of holiday trees. I can't remember how many we had last year. It was north of 20, I believe, but, and they will become and they will come and be decorated by all different cultural institutions around Atlanta. So like we'll have one representing Japan. We'll have one representing Jamaica. We'll have one, you know, representing Scotland or Ireland. And it's very unique. All of these cultural institutions do a really great job of making them just gorgeous and representative of their own, their own culture and their own space. Um, You know, and we've, I've got a video somewhere on that face on that Instagram from last year, but it's, it's gorgeous. And so you'll walk around the mostly the second and third floors and see these sparkling trees. And then when you look closer, you'll learn a lot about other cultures, which is, which is really, really exciting. Um, So that's a big thing that we do for the Christmas and Hanukkah and later, later in the year seasons. Um, And for Halloween, which is coming up soon, we, well, soon ish. Uh, Now that 4th of July has passed, Halloween is the next in line, I guess. And we have uh, Woodland Spirits, which is a bunch of chicken wire, ghostly figurines hidden all throughout the forest. So you walk by and they're like peeking around the trees and it's really, really cool. Um, We have a monster mash day coming up, which is trick or treating inside the museum. We set up a bunch of tables so kids can go around with their families and get treats and whatnot. And there's also a fright night coming up, which is a costume dance party basically for adults 21 and up and they can drink and hang out at the museum and they can dance downstairs and come in dressed up it's just a fun thing that we do every year so we've got a lot a lot of holiday themed things coming towards us which is exciting 
That's great. Do you yeah. have any really cool stories that you want to share about any type of activities you've been involved in? Um, the most – so I – we've had – oh, you know what just happened to us recently, actually? We had um, Paul Milliken from Fox 5 come in, and he was interviewing – the animals in his like really fun way i mean obviously they're not going to talk back to him but he's like talking about them right in their face and um iggy our iguana the one that loves to be the center of attention sneezed on his face right on camera on live television um so funny stuff like that will happen from time to time um and like i said we just do a lot of my day is spent um with (laughs) inflatable dinosaurs or just doing ridiculous stuff for social media and filming things outside um recently we had one dancing with sparklers and all these kids are coming up wanting to hang out with a dinosaur holding fireworks which is hazardous but also like exciting because people are excited to see it so it's that's a lot of my like personal (laughs) my personal time spent at the museum is behind the scenes but um it's rewarding it's really rewarding to see all the work that gets done in the community and the way that we try to incorporate it especially for underfunded schools and um just to try and be involved as much as we can to give back to atlanta and raise people up to love the sciences it's important so hopefully we'll instill that in the younger ages moving forward that's great do you all partner with other museums to promote or to work together um i wouldn't say other museums technically it's more like we do a lot of partnerships with like we've done it with the aquarium the fox theater um i do it with gas south arena a lot which is actually more towards the suburbs where we'll do co-pro giveaways or we did a uh, last may may 2022 one of the first social media um, campaigns I did was a penguin drop where we took the it was for a film called Antarctica and we had these little fuzzy penguins and attached two for big tickets and like a little note to their flipper and we took them everywhere all around Atlanta dropped them different places different parks um, different businesses and we went to the aquarium we went to the fox we went I mean we went all over the place all up in the suburbs all in Mala Georgia I mean everywhere the Braves um, the gladiators <laughs> and cool. yeah we we had it so that people would pick them up and then post it on social media and so it just went it really took off um but that was utilizing as many partners as we could possibly think of <laughs> um to try and give away these tickets for the community so it was really exciting to see just all over social media <laughs> well, that sounds like it's a lot of fun too just to do that yeah it was a good day spent i mean it was a lot of traveling which is fine um and it was getting to go places outside of the bubble of decatur where we spend right. a lot of our time and just being in the community and getting to represent for make in the community and tell people what we are doing and our mission and so that was that was really exciting so do you have a favorite exhibit? Oh, man. Um, I the most the thing that impressed me the most when I first came there was Nature Quest, which is our large indoor treehouse. And the reason for that is because it is you would feel like you walked into a kid's dream. Like there's a part of it that is a totally undersea immersion. Um, I have a video showcasing a dinosaur mermaid and they are sitting in this part of nature quest <laughs> where it's you're, it's like you're walking around on the ocean floor and then there's a part next to it, which is the giant tree house. And you, I mean, we'll have from make after dark. That's just adults and adults are running around playing in it. I mean, cause it's <laughs> so big and it's just, it's really, really startlingly cool because it's because of the scale of it. Um, so that's, I'm partial to it for that reason. I don't think there's anything else like it in Atlanta, which is really exciting to see. Oh, yeah. There's nature. This is probably, yeah, see, they're in the caves and then under the sea. It's it's really unique. It's a unique experience. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. The rope swing, the waterfall. I mean, the whole thing is, 
it was startling the first time because I had never seen it. So the first time going in there, it was really, really neat. Bring back memories. It's been a while since I've been in that park. Yeah. Come to Fernbank. During Fernbank after dark, you can run around the treehouse if you want to. <laughs> now, why have you have the groups there? Uh, I believe you have a restaurant coffee shop. We do. We have a Fernbank cafe. Um, our chef is constantly rotating the menu. He is very very good dangerously good really to be working <laughs> in the museum because <laughs> um, you don't want to go there all the time if you're working there but our guests seem to really like it oh, there's a lot of indoor and outdoor seating um so the really nice fall days sometimes people go and sit outside and hang out which is nice um but yeah he's constantly rotating the menu i mean they've got a really great chicken salad sandwich that's on there and um full cafe there's coffee and there's just all kinds of sodas and teas and whatnot but it's a nice little break for when you're running around the museum all day i mean three floors is a lot to cover so yeah it'll take you all day sometimes i don't know if i've ever done the whole thing in a day like it's it could be a lot if you really take your time (laughs) well i mean it's a great again it's a great place to have an event it's just iconic it's got space you've got the floors Mm -hmm. different things to look at so it's um really a very cool meeting facility or event facility more event facility but i'm glad you i'm glad you feel like that um we definitely try to make it special for people who come through there and i'm sure it's nice to have the big dinosaur backdrops just so it's very eye-catching in any kind of images and whatnot that are used but i'm glad you enjoy the space it's really we're, we're really proud of it so what do you think would be your most inspirational part of the museum for your social media campaign? Oh, man. Um, well, I do spend a lot of the time focusing on the dinosaurs because we're just so well known for them and right. <laughs> on any traveling exhibits because they are very exciting. Um, we do have a Reflections of Culture exhibit that really showcases different cultures from around the world. Um, everything from locally in the Braves all the way to other parts of the country and then other parts of the world, like I was saying. And it's unique dress and it's unique uh, ways of life showing how they eat, how they live in other other areas that we might not get to travel to. So inspirationally, I think that one is one that really touches people. Um, it really pulls you into being able to empathize with the way other people live and get to understand it a little bit better, especially if you're not able to actually go there. So it's really cool to see. Um, social media wise, we have done different reels in there, um, especially if it's not the dinosaurs exploring because I the dinosaur the inflatable dinosaurs tend to err on the humorous side of things mm. and causing a little bit of chaos where you know we're about to do a Barbie reel where they're like on roller skates it's just absurd and so I keep them in bigger areas because we want to make sure that while we are being fun and being engaging with the community we're also being respectful all the time so right. I don't always put them in places like reflection of culture just because it is so important um, but you know skating among the dinosaurs you're not going to overshadow something that large so we right. keep them in there yeah <laughs> So do you have any upcoming events like in the next two months that you want to share? Yeah. um, So I was I touched on Reptile Day, which is July 22nd. um, And that one is one of our discovery days. We do. I'm going to say about 10 discovery days a year. Um, They're on a Saturday almost every month uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that's just a day where we invite different partners from around Atlanta um, to come in. And we'll and we do a lot of stuff internally as well. 
and we'll plan this day so that families can come and I mean, adults, kids, what have you can come and just explore a certain theme. So in this theme specifically, it's reptile day. And so we'll have partners coming in and bringing different reptiles and kids will get to come and, you know, see the snake up close and see just all kinds of fun animals. And um, that's a really exciting thing that we have coming and we have different themes every month. So we have another one in August, Stinosaur Birthday Bash, mm. which is a party for the Giganotosaurus because that's when we got them in, in August. I don't know the date of that off the top of my head. I know it's the second or third Saturday in August, but it's definitely a Saturday. Um, and we have Halloween events coming. We have Woodland Spirits, which I mentioned with the the figurines in the forest is coming in mm-hmm. late September. Um, and, you know, in theory, Wildwoods Aglow <laughs> is yeah. going to be opening again. Um, and Vikings. I mean, we have a lot of stuff. Winter Wonderland. We have a lot of stuff coming throughout the end of the year. Viking so. sounds really interesting. I'm excited about it. Uh, the the traveling exhibits are impressive. Um, the it's like 140 artifacts, I believe, from the Denmark Museum. I mean, it's wow. it's crazy how the scale of what they can send to us, considering it's all in crates, for the most part. Um, and just the, I mean, a 20 foot one foot replica of a Viking boat is barely going to fit in our <laughs> in our exhibit space so it'll be cool to see how they set it up and just make everything really come to life to represent that culture i'm excited about it it'll be neat plus you, cool. you think of vikings and you think of like these fierce warriors and mm-hmm. which i mean they were for sure but they were also you know very culturally minded and came up with like the first modern comb and a bunch of jewelry and just all kinds of things that you don't even realize are happening so didn't realize either one of those yeah yeah, I mean, they were credited with a lot of different technological innovations. And so that's something that you'll, people will learn. Um, and they were farmers and they were family men, in addition to being these really fierce warriors that history has kind of left them as representing. So it's it's kind of like a deeper insight into who they were, which is exciting. Now, do you tie in the exhibition with a, a 2D or 3D movie at that time? Would be um, Sometimes. Last year we did with Journey to Space. Um, there was a film called Astronaut Oceans to Orbit. So that was, you know, you could come and see the space um, you exhibit, and then you can go and see the space movie. And so for people who love that type of theme, yeah, we, we try to. Um, I can't always work out. Our independent film partners would have to have, because we, we get the films from different partners that we that we partner with right. <laughs> different organizations that we partner with um so they would have to have a vikings film that would be appropriate for our audience and fit well within our time slot and whatnot so hopefully something like that will happen but i don't have any guarantee on whether we're get- i know we're trying to get another film in the fall but i don't know what it is yet i'll say that would just be cool to have something viking with the viking ship and the viking exhibition i and- totally agree put it all on theme yeah. everything yeah i totally agree with you hopefully we'll hopefully um our person who pulls our film is listening and they can they can try to make that happen as best as possible well we appreciate you coming out is there anything you want to share with us before we close any story or any uh, anything um just you know i the best way to find about out about firm bank is check our website firmbankmuseum.org or follow us on any social media it's at firmbankmuseum um <laughs> including threads which just opened <laughs> uh, like two days ago we have that too um so you're already on threads uh, you gotta you gotta stay on top of the trends you know what i mean very cool <laughs> yeah we wanted to grab it um i've made i think three posts total on there threads feels very wild west right now but it's exciting and so we'll but we're everywhere you know come and see us um it's great it's a great place to especially to bring your family and kids and just spend the whole day immersed in this environment so we'd love to have people out 
Well, we appreciate you coming to our show. Thank you. The next time you have another big exhibit, we welcome you back. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to come by and talk to you guys and come by and see us anytime. And we appreciate you tuning back in for our podcast. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.